The coffee company I started working for, they decided to introduce beer. If, if I ever was looking for a sign, it was just not, not start drinking. The, the sign was uh, to leave it. One day I was in his Broomwood, Broomwood Road Circle. We used to do that. That's how we learned the Dean. We didn't have the benefit of the worldwide disaster zone that we know now. Yeah, the internet. That these guys are all watching and listening up on. <laughs> to Lackens. Make yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my kids, uh, when we drove past Red Nose Day thing, someone yeah. was like, what's that about? And I was like, uh, <laughs> it's when people do a bunch of jokes and have a laugh to pay interest uh, to like yeah. some, some developing countries. In the African countries, it's very common for them to go and study in Karachi in Pakistan. Every time I've been to Uganda, the one beloved brother is always with us and he speaks fluent Urdu. Just conversing with someone that speaks better Urdu than you. You are from Birmingham. Aren't you? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, because I've just come back from Kenya and I seem to have got COVID. No, I haven't. I'm joking. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa everyone. I'm really excited about today's podcast, but a quick message before we start. If you're anything like me, you'll probably leave giving sadaqah every day in Ramadan right to the last minute, right? And then all of a sudden you can't find a link on your phone to donate or whatever. Sound familiar? Well, we just put our Ramadan appeal fundraising thingy right up on the top of our screen on Islam Trinity on every page. So you can quickly tap and give sadaqah. But as it's a new feature, you can just do me a favor right now and check it's working properly. Just all you need to do is make a donation under £100 and send up a monthly donation. Uh, let me know in the comments below when the money leaves your account. No refunds are yet. But seriously, we've all got a massive chance to multiply the reward for each donation that we make to the Trinity up to 700 times. So please be generous and remember this is a unique reward. Every donation is not only an ongoing sadaqah jari for you, but inshallah it spreads into so many different projects that you'll get a share in inshallah. The demos for the impressed, national campaigns, film productions, articles, national khutbah days, shows like this and so much more. I'm fed up of hearing that more and more Muslims are losing their confidence to live by Islam because they think it's not relevant anymore. This is why Islam 21C, which stands for Islam in the 21st century, was set up to counter this soul-destroying issue, which can ultimately lead Muslims into the hellfire. It's that serious. Look, I'm going to make a donation right now to start us off. The links in the description below and on Islam21C.com. Bismillah. Join me and enjoy the show. Assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. Welcome yeah. to this special uh, one Ummah edition of the Islam Trinity podcast. I'm your host, Salman. But we have with us two very special guests. We have Naveed. I think your surname is Ahmed, right? It is indeed, Ahmed, yeah. yeah. Naveed Ahmed, uh, who's come all the way from Brahmistan. MashaAllah, we're showing again our uh, inclusive nature at Islam Trinity that will we'll, we'll, you know, in, in include people You've started into the already, circle bro. Uh, who are already, you know, in, apart from. Uh, come all the way from Birmingham and so forth. And obviously, obviously, then we have to my left a, uh, uh, mashallah, one of the giants in broadcasting and charity work and dawah work, mashallah, Yusuf uh, Islam. He, uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> he accepted Islam many years ago and he, he used to go by the name of Cat Stevens and. Yes, mashallah. Oh, oh, there's definitely uh, use of chambers. My, my guitar's Zakla, outside yeah. anyway, so <laughs> don't worry about it. Zakhlahar <laughs> for uh, joining uh, Sheikh Yusuf yeah. Chambers. Mashallah, he's one of the. Uh, I don't want to praise you to your face, but certainly not. Uh, he he snores really loudly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I don't actually remember 
how much I didn't get my sleep that trip. <laughs> oh yeah, mashallah, you guys have had the pleasure yeah, of traveling together, haven't you? We've yeah, yeah. traveled, yes. We know each other now. Okay. We went to a uh, a deployment with mm. one Ummah charity, which is mm. what these lovely gentlemen here today are uh, representing. Is that uh, are you allowed to do that now? Is that, I don't know. Thought that was a no, you have to do that now, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, fingers on the button. Speaking <laughs> of uh, one Ummah, look what yeah. I found. MashaAllah. <coughs> That was a very nice time. Mm. I'm not going to wear it. I'm just trying to maneuver it over the back of the. Oh, okay. did I get it? Yeah, yeah that, that was very really well. smooth. Mashallah. Mashallah. It's quite a smooth. So move. everyone knows Yusuf Chambers. Mm. Mashallah, it's been around, uh, especially the 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 old folks. Yeah, uh, yeah. like myself, we know uh, Yusuf, but I think the young folks know mm. this guy here. Do you know why? I doubt it. Because he's a. No, no, no. He's a. No, no, no. Well, it used you? to be once upon a time, but um, <laughs> he's one of them. He's yeah. one of those yeah. grime, hippity happy mm. artists. Thank you, bro. Mashallah. I'm gonna get refu- You know, I'm from Birmingham, and we still do PDFs there. So you know, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna get some. Uh, I mean, you you would have gotten some already. Um, I'm supposed to stay away from certain yeah. subjects. This yeah. is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Let's try and not get you fired uh, mm. from <laughs> from, uh, yeah, be a great from the charity sector yeah. uh, today. Yeah. But you are. You know, it would be good to hear some of your Inshallah. spoken word. Inshallah. I saw your name. Right, I've known uh, Naveed for a few years, but I never mm. knew he was, you know, uh, a spoken word artist. I think mm. they're called uh, mm. the halal ones are called yeah. the haram ones are called <laughs> rappers. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Don't uh, you usually die early as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, d- I never knew you were into that, mm. mashallah. So uh, I used to be, but what happened with me, bro? I just saw a picture on a poster randomly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it's not something that I set out to do. I just uh, ended up performing at one or two masajid. Then, then I just I made one mm. video. It went quite viral. So um, I'm sure you probably heard of Talk Islam, One Path Network, these brothers. Yeah. yeah. So they shared it. On YouTube, it did quite well. But on Facebook, um, a lot of these pages with you know massive following on, in the Indian subcontinent, Malaysia, Indonesia, yeah. those kind of pages. And then... It went quite viral to the point that I was even on. I, w- I was abroad and someone stopped me and they said, like, "Oh, my son started praying. You have to listen to your video." Really? I was like, "Whoa, I'm not ready for no. that." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Allah. Alhamdulillah. Mm. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So uh, shall we? We'll, 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 let you, we'll let you. We'll let you uh, relax a bit before I start to perform. We yeah. starting. We started already. We started already. Yeah. Uh, so right. you. Yeah, that's how it is. This. <laughs> Pink. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in a different color top to wear today, but hey. uh, so that was. Uh, wh- when was that? When did you start doing that kind of? Stuff? Is that before you started uh, working with one Umma and yeah, trying to make a segue between, uh, you know, just uh, the transition uh, to transition to talking about how you guys yeah. kind of uh, started with one Umma, mm. and then we got a few. Uh, Without going into too much uh, detail, uh, I lived a colorful past, let's just say, and. Um, had a bit of a skill set which I tried to use for dawah and uh, I started doing that and that was something that I did mm. when I first 
quote unquote started practicing, or I should say praying. And uh, one Ummah was, uh, it's funny how I got into one Ummah because uh, I fell into the, the whole charity sector by complete chance. I actually worked in um, hospitality, so I was a, a, like a regional manager for a coffee company. So all these big events that you have in the Excel Arena, the NEC, National Exhibition, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. So I was doing that for a while. And um, do you remember there was a young kid that washed up ashore during the, yeah, the yeah. Syrian conflict? Island um, Kurdi. Island Kurdi, that's right. So I saw that and it really um. impacted me. And uh, me and my friend Amir, what we decided to do um, on the weekends, we'd just fill up his car and just literally drive to Calais with a boot full of whatever we could find. So... Now, thinking back, I would have done it a little bit differently, but we were taking anything and everything that mm. we could get our hands off. Mm. So I started doing that, and it became quite regular. And uh, what happened is, because I was working at the NEC, we were doing different types of shows. And some of them are like, you know, even the Antiques Roadshow is one of the shows that we did. So <laughs> Yusuf is nodding his head. He's yeah. like, yeah, I saw yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you saw them. Hold on a minute. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> What's he on about? Antiques yeah. Roadshow. Yeah, so, you know, these are the kind of shows that we, we, we'd cater for. So, um mm. You'd meet a lot of people from different walks of life And yeah. I found myself becoming um, Slightly bitter uh, In the mm. sense that we're, we're on, uh, on the weekend I'm, I'm seeing children sleeping in cardboard boxes mm. And then I come back and during <coughs> the week I'll, I'll see someone buying a cheese and onion sandwich And a packet of crisps and a bottle of water For something like 22 quid And they take one bite wow. and throw it away It's crazy. So I didn't want to become like a bitter individual And holding these people to account Because obviously nobody's done anything It's not Wherever they are and whatever their walk of life is, is you know, there's n- there's no connection. But for me, I I kind of made my mind up. I, I like I don't want to do this anymore. And then, uh, naturally, well, it's from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The, the the coffee company I started working for, they decided to introduce beer and alcohol. So I if if I ever was looking for a sign, it was just well, not not start yeah. drinking. The, the sign was uh, <laughs> to leave it, and I did. And then. Um, I quit mm. with no plan, n- no savings, no nothing, and then I just started going abroad with the little money that I had left over. So I did a couple of the other European countries. We did Bodrum in Turkey, and there I met some friends and I met a few charities. And I think uh, that's was my foot mm. into the industry. And from mm. there, I worked for a, an organization for about a year, year and a half. I spent a little bit of time with a, 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 another organization here in London, and about two and a half, three years ago, um, I got approached by Ridwan. Uh, he's the CEO of One Ummah. And I always did say to him, like, if there's anything non-fundraising uh, related, if there's an opportunity, then do consider me. And, and that's why he did. And Alhamdulillah, I've been shadowing him for quite some time now. And then everything else we've just kind of learned on the way and mm. you know, sat with consultants and specialists mm. and people that have been within the sector for a number of years. And Alhamdulillah, the, the rest is history, as they say. MashaAllah, mm. so MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. So, Yusuf. Yes. Uh, so he's like... Uh, Dr. Saab. The... Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I remember seeing you, you know, here and there on different mm. uh, kind of fundraising things, as mm. well as the Dawah stuff that you've been mm. doing for years, mm. like years and years. Mashallah, uh, Tabarakallah. You look probably the same age as me. I don't know how you do it, Mashallah, yeah. Tabarakallah. But uh, maybe it's maybe you're a bit younger, <laughs> surely. Bit. But um, twenty-five years. How maybe. did you? How did you uh, get into one ummah then? How did you? Cause yeah, you, you I seem mean, to do lots of with one ummah now. Actually, it goes, it goes back even before I embraced Islam. So wow. I was in, I took a year out of a <coughs> politics degree. <laughs> like you do, you know, you have to take a year out or five. You need to press one of these. <laughs> Were you forced to take this year out? <laughs> 
Yeah, I did. <coughs> Excuse me, because I've just come back from Kenya and I seem to have got COVID. No, I haven't. I'm <laughs> joking. Um, <laughs> my survey says. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, no, before I embraced Islam, I was dabbling with a bit of charity because mm. I, I thought that would be a good purpose in life. Because I thought, you know, I've, I do feel good when I'm, um, you know, helping other people. So I was in South Africa a year out um, <clears throat> from um, a degree, mm. and um, I started a I started a project out there called uh, Refuge for Development. So we're um, there in South Africa. I'm in the township. Mm. I'm one of the very few uh, people who are not local. How can I describe myself? Caucasian. I wasn't black, and yeah. I'm in a township. Put it that way. Mm. I'm pink. <laughs> in a township, very pink. You're the only coloured person there, then. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only coloured person, exactly. So, um, we and we're doing a project with this woman called Martha Moradli, who's running um, a school for 90 kids every day from six in the morning to like seven at night. And she's, it's such an inspirational thing that moment of seeing her. And I said, Look, we've got to raise money for this woman. Mm. So, I, I came up with an idea of uh, collecting all the rubbish. And of course, townships are built on rubbish. Yep. And getting all the community to bring it together in one place. I've got Nampak, which is a, a massive, great big supermarket giant there, logistics company. And I've got ESCOM, which is like the BT of the world there. And I've got the British Council. I had Glenis Kinnock involved, yeah, at the time. <laughs> really weird stuff. And I started this project. Six months later, I came back. I gave the project proposal to the dean of the faculty. Ralph Grillo, we used to call him Grillo Pad, and at, your at, at Sussex, Sussex. Okay. So I was in the Afra, Afras, which is a school of African, African and Asian studies. Um, so we were doing that stuff, and it, we were doing third world development, of course, very non-PC yeah. statement. Now it's now the developing world. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not developing. It's underdeveloping rapidly yeah. every day. Um, so anyway, I presented this um, project proposal, and he lost it. And back in the days, it was very difficult to print things. It's not he like now. He lost it physically? Or he, he lost like it he, physically he, on he, his desk. He became angry with you. No, no. <laughs> I lost it after he lost it. Okay. <laughs> as long so as everyone's losing. No, because this project was real. Mm. I was doing development studies in that school. And I said, this is a real project. It's happening. It's really happening. So, like, I, you know, I, I virtually lost it. As you say, he lost it and I lost it. And I started getting very disillusioned with universities because I realised they weren't really doing development, but they were just talking about doing yeah. development, yeah. which is, you know, we had the third, I mean, the World Bank and the IMF and all that, and they were all there together as brothers in arms doing nothing, but talking lots, you yeah. know, yeah. which is true, and creating massive world debt. <laughs> so... Um, Anyway, I got a call from my uncle about three, four months later. By the way, do you know your company that you've set up, Refuse Development, is being launched on the Johannesburg stock market for several billion rand, a huge amount. I said, so who's behind it? He said, Nampak, ESCOM, and some other, can't remember who it was. Yeah. So I went in to find out what they're doing. They're collecting refuse, 
collecting the rubbish from getting the township people to collect it for them and minting money out of the profits for their shareholders. So this was the moment I knew there was something very, very badly wrong with the whole system, the whole economic social system that they have set up, whoever they are, you know, because we don't know to this day really who they are. (laughs) We can have a guess. Um, The lizard people. Yeah, and that's the moment. I that's so crazy, I man. got into charity and I was doing the work and and I was studying it and then I literally and then I embraced Islam pretty soon after that in the university, um, well in Balam Mosque, <laughs> in the university, <laughs> the University Balam of Mosque. Life, yeah, <laughs> very much like that. If you've been to Balam, the gateway of the South, <laughs> you know. So that oh. that was really how I got involved in charity because. I, it did give you a sense of fulfilment when you're helping people. When you're helping people, mm. you know, um, you know, I just, you know, you've got this whole sort of airy fairy woolly thing. Like, oh, what's your, so what you? What, I mean, what's your thing in life? You know, well, j- I just love helping people. So I was a bit like that, you know. Yeah. And I was a socialist before that, which is yeah. very convenient being here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I, I really want to, um, yeah, uh, uh, kind mm. of pick up on that 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 history. Before, yeah. But before that. We've got a little rapid fire question round to get okay. people to get to know you a bit more. Okay. And your your uh, immediate this isn't responses. Go well. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a reminder, remember to like and share and all that kind of stuff and subscribe mm. and hit the bell notification button mm. to get notifications. Uh, I don't know if I said that already, but uh, I'll be, mm. be saying that a few times. I was told to. Uh, right. You know how it goes. I'm just going to ask you a question and you need to answer quickly from the hip. Yeah? Are you asking me or Yusuf? Both of you, both of you. Just blit out the answer (laughs) as quick as you can, right? (laughs) Favourite food? Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Biryani. Just by itself. (laughs) Anything with cheese, bro. Cheese, okay. Parmesan. Okay, chicken parmesan. Chicken parmesan. All right. No, 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 it's good. Good. Just shoot from the hip, whatever. Well, you can't already answer this. Biryani or naan? Mm, naan. Naan. So, biryani is your favourite food. <laughs> <laughs> but naan, naan is the second close. Okay. <laughs> I told you it's not going to go well. <laughs> uh, how about this one? Cake or gulab jamun? Cake. Cake. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. Remember what happened with uh, Sheikh Hussein? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Is Sheikh one of the, the type of guys that carries his own coffee everywhere, yeah? Remember Sheikh Hussein? Uh, let's not mention him. Sheikh Beep! I'll <laughs> 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 yeah. talk about it later. Talk okay. uh, Another time. Starbucks or Costa? Oh God! They're both terrible, but <laughs> Costa. they're awful. I'm surrounded by a few coffee, coffee snobs oh here. Yeah, I did tell you. Well, I co- for a coffee company, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Starbucks or dishwater? Dishwater. Um, <laughs> dishwater for washing the cup afterwards. Uh, well, since all next. these are food related, I right, next. Uh, football or cricket? Football. Do I have to pretend that I like either mm. of them? Okay, cricket no. because I'm Pakistani. Yeah, Pakistani. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, street fight or Mortal Kombat? I have to praise Tahara for that one, bro. I'll give you a hint. Okay, we'll say street fighter for you. But I'm actually a Tekken man anyway. Tekken. Tekken, interesting. Okay. Mm. Street. Right, so. (laughs) Sheikh Yusuf. (laughs) Where's the prize? (laughs) 
you were saying that your love for mm. love slash disillusionment with the whole yeah. charity industry. The mm. one one of my friends called it developmentia. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm. It started before you even became Muslim. What twenty something years ago? Yeah, yeah. Ago. I was reading a guy called yeah. Robert Chambers, who's a, mm-hmm. a brilliant academic, and he oh, was talking it's, about it's the name Chambers. No, it's true. <laughs> and my father's name. So I remember. I never forget this guy's name because, like, of course, dad? my dad, dad. Oh. What's he doing in his spare time? <laughs> yeah. Writing books. Accordingly, uh, doing something more than I thought he was yeah. doing, which is building roads, because he was an Irish man from. From Ireland. <laughs> and um, anyway, so I was reading this, um, je- you know, this Robert Chambers, and he was saying exactly what I've just said, mm. which is they're just all, it's all made up. They're not doing any development, and they need to wake up, and so does everyone else, you know. My, my kids, uh, when we drove <coughs> past a big um, Red Nose Day thing, mm. Comic Relief poster, mm. my son yeah. was like, what's that about? And I was like... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so when people do a bunch of jokes and have a laugh to pay interest uh, to like yeah. some some developing countries from the World mm. Bank or IMF, or yeah. But they they days. got rid of it this year. Mm. Um, Red Nose Day, didn't they? I don't know, but yeah, they I did. mean that was um, that was a kind of for for to provide the war zone in Europe a mm. um, leg up. So all the uh, all the funds went to. Ukraine. Wow. Whilst there's uh, um, billions of people literally living on the breadline, 60, 70 cents a day, child labour, absolutely flourishing in all the camps, as we've seen. Mm. You've got a bunch of guys who really probably don't need it as much, but it all gets... So you've been... uh, You've been... So from that point, talk us to how you ended up at one Umbra then. So, I mean, after embracing Islam, and then I s- basically I met Abdurrahim Green. He got very scary one day. He said, you've got to be part of the dawah. He, he was quite tough. It was quite tough those days, you know. It sounds like a whole different person, and now yeah. that you actually think of uh, Abdurrahim Green, it, yeah. I don't know. No, if you look at him now, he's yeah. like a little, um, little. cuddly bear, <laughs> no, a large cuddly bear. But now, but back there in the go. days, is this is, is this Ghaiba? Am I Abdurrahim right? Green? If you want to challenge, <laughs> challenge uh, Sheikh Abdurrahim Green, challenge Cat Stevens. So I mean, and, uh, you know, so we, we can. I mean, yeah. but uh, I'll I mean, be running did a, on the other a, side. You did a Muslimic <laughs> countdown the other. Yeah, I remember a few. Months yeah, that ago. was terrible, bro. I yeah. I, I remember, can't remember who won. I think you both lost. My, we all lost. <laughs> We all lost that we time. We lost a bit of Even the audience day. was very <laughs> deflated that day. <laughs> you know. No, um, it was hilarious for me though. It was hilarious for you, yeah, yeah. but that that did you host? very embarrassing that was, for us. That was good TV. That was a very <laughs> embarrassing. Can, uh, maybe put a link in it in the description mm. or something. It's just on my personal Facebook. I, I used to do like countdown from different. It was a good idea Muslim by the way. Organizations. Why are you not doing us, it? Uh, it was Bro, a lockdown. When lockdown quirky started. Device, something, yeah. I was on your Facebook the other day, and you've got some weird camera that's got picks up some weird angle of you. Yeah, 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 it's, it's amazing. But I mean, on the 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 the, the countdown thing was just with lockdown started to stop people getting on each other's nerves and stuff. You know, oh, little little uh, outlet to not mm-hmm. go crazy. But you know, I think we should uh, start it again. Anyway, Abdurrahim Green. Abdurrahim Green. Unscripted. Green. So <laughs> one day I was in his Broomwood Broomwood Road Circle because he used to go through. 
circles of knowledge. We used to do that. That's how we learned the Dean. Mashallah. We didn't have the benefit of the worldwide Mashallah, brother. <laughs> worldwide disaster zone that we know now. Yeah, the internet. That these guys are all watching and listening <laughs> upon. Um, poor things. Remember to like and subscribe. Click on the bell icon. <laughs> Click on the bell icon. But yeah, I mean, and then so Abdurrahim was looking down at me, and quite literally, because he was even taller then, and he said to me, Yusuf, what are you doing for the dower? Sort your life out. And it was quite literally like that, and I was looking up at him like this. <laughs> well, uh, you know, my family, I'm looking up my family, and I'm learning the dean, I'm here with you in the circle of knowledge. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's one thing, isn't it, Abdurrahim? You know what I mean? That's pretty um, remarkable, really. I mean, that's every week. Come on. That's not enough, Yusuf. So okay. What do you want me to do about it? And about two days later, I left. I sold my business in... What's that? <laughs> what was that Sold one? the business. <laughs> cash register. I sold the business. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I sold it. Same. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I sold a business I had in Tooting because I was a... Uh, I had an opticians there and used to really? yeah. Oh, sure. Don't ask me how I got into that because I've gone from politics to but anyway, we'll you know, gone to it's all politics. Yeah, it should have gone to Go on, press it, man, press it. You just go on, press it. Okay, push the record button now. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, um and I sold the business and uh I actually went to work. I don't think you call it work actually, but I got a position in Muntada al-Islami. And I, uh, for three years I worked, no, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Living you and he's off in bro. three years. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one actually worked there. I mean, it's just, but you, you always give salams and Yusuf Chambers, this yeah. is your life. Look behind you. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> and that guy was there too. He better come and join us because yeah. we never worked. Well, pull up course. a chair, man. Yeah, we never worked. It's, um, he <laughs> knows that very well. Well, he, he actually used to work very hard, Not in sure, fact, yeah. Yeah. that guy there. Um, Abu Monteda, I think they used to call him or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, we, um, we did some dawah. We did Not some sure. exhibitions. We, we nominally called pe people to Islam. We had lots of successes. We had a great time. Then it was very free and easy. There was none of this PPC, CC... PPE, <laughs> COVID-19, uh, and all, all the rest of it. Um, and it was really a very beautiful time, actually. It was a very beautiful time. Um, what are we talking, 90s, 2000s? It was, uh, yeah, towards <coughs> the beginning of the century. <laughs> it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and um, from there, I started Naveed, doing some... Naveed was still robbing man's back then. Yeah, <laughs> robbing mans, <laughs> robbing mans, mans, bro, mans what? Mans what? I don't know. Anyway, so we from there uh, got to know somehow Abdurrahim Green, and mm. then we started the circles and talking about the dower, and then he was doing Ocampty. I don't know if you remember that thing he was doing. Oh, Abdurrahim, do you remember it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was basically an Islamic uh, sort of the first media project mm. for Islam to to record videos and put them out there for the Dawah, which was quite 
a useful thing. Anyway, then he went his he went to work in Regent's Park Mosque, and I was doing a variety of things. In 2004, I just landed uh, the fundraising manager post at Muslim Aid. Oh, mashallah. Your we had the CEO yeah. on uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know why I said Muslim, but it Muslim. just... Yeah. We're on about Muslim. Uh, Muslim. Brother Kashif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Muslim. amazing brother. No, he's a him. beautiful brother, yeah. yeah. And he's good as well. Beautiful, and he's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, and, and then, um, uh, yeah, so I did that. And that was the year that the Pakistan earthquake mm. appeal occurred. We, we raised about four or five million that year, and it looked like I was a good fundraiser, which mm. I wasn't, mm. actually. Mm. It was just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided for me, you know, and provided a lot of money for people to, uh, in a very, very difficult situation. Mm -hmm. And um, then I, I kind of left there, and I was doing fundraising appeals with Abdurrahim Green. So I don't know if you remember that. Oh. They, they were groundbreaking. I remember, yeah, I remember like... Mm. It's a mosque Islam here and there, you know. Yeah, different don't, don't mention that. That didn't really yeah. work very well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is this before but even yeah. Farouk and Jawad? Are we talking pre Farouk and Jawad? Yeah, it was. It know. was. It was Islam Channel, yeah. and we were doing fundraising for mm. charities during the month of Ramadan. And so we employed this thing just naturally that we just talked to each other like we were having a coffee yeah. at home. So he'd banter with me, I'd not banter coffee, with him. Not a Costa or stuff. No, 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 nice. it wasn't then. At that point, it nice was... Nice cafe. Yeah. So it worked really well. And we had this, like, banter and jokes. But at the <coughs> same time, bringing in some really gems and, mm. or, or, you know, to help people to give for charity. And then from there, really, um, I got to know Abdurrahim very well at that point. And we started Aira. We, we moved from... We had Green and Chambers mm. initially. Green Chambers are like oh, a marketing yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. And from there, it went to IERA, and now IERA has gone to Sapiens and, um, and other organizations, and we're now working. So I started working with um, the, the company that started to do the fundraising for, which is Fresh Date, um, Sakib Satar. Mm -hmm. You've got to get him on the podcast, by the way, because yeah. he's really good. Yeah, mashallah. Good guy, mashallah. I was just talking about him yeah. behind his back. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. Good way, good way, bro. <laughs> yeah. So that, to be honest, and then and then from there, I I um, had already developed, you know, for some reason. I mean, just Allah Subhanahu wa Taala put a lot of mm -hmm. different people in Pakistan and Bang Bangladesh on my Facebook page, you know, <laughs> and one or two from England, <laughs> um, and it just developed from there, and now we're we're with one Ummah yeah, yeah, and and the reason so were you involved like from the 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 beginning stages of one ummah then? Yeah, Sounds right like. from the beginning. Uh, we, we, one ummah is one of the yeah. the newer names yeah. on the scene. You know, we, yeah. we have obviously some mm. charities that are like thirty years yeah. old or whatever. But with one ummah, mm. that's the one of the uh, the kind of USPs almost, or the unique things about one ummah is it's 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 got loads of faces that we know, but it's yeah. something new and 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 something. Uh, fresh and, mm. and dynamic. Uh, yeah. So, so we've got a little video. We're gonna play it on screen, and then use. You it can talk about it. Use it. Uh, Is it a good one? <laughs> oh yeah, this one. A life, something so precious to every single one of us. 
for the most of us, given to us without asking for it. But for some, having to cling on to it till their very last breath, having faced tragedies and disasters, leaving pain and fatigue in their angelic eyes. The eyes, they talk, they show the pain, they show the suffering, they show the hope when one comes with provisions. They smile whilst we cry. They are content whilst we ask for more. They live whilst we die. Let us be the ones who save one life, so it is as if we have saved the whole of mankind. For they are our family, our partners in faith belonging to one nation, one Ummah. And whoever saves one life, it is as if he had saved mankind entirely. Save a life now. Talking about that video now, is that what we do? Wanna? Okay. Wait. It was a good video, mashallah. Um mm. I remember I I you out there recognized most of those yeah. um yeah. refugees. That was Kamran's video. You know, but something amazing, mm. just on a side note. Yeah. Um I've been to Lebanon, uh, the the country where the bulk of that video was filmed many a times. And subhanAllah, nearly every time we've gone there, little little kids come up to me and they grab my hand. Baba Yusuf, Baba Yusuf, and they're like searching my searching my pockets like I'm gonna have Yusuf <laughs> in my pocket for Yusuf. <laughs> so, mashallah, tabarakallah, you know, um, not just you know the the food support. I think you know just going out to countries. Uh, I'm mm. sure Yusuf would agree with me. Just mm. spending time with the, uh, you know, people call them beneficiaries, but our brothers and sisters in essence. Mm. And you go there, and, you know, just the fact that they know that somebody on the other side of the world that lives a completely different lifestyle to them care about them. And mm. spend time with them And you know Just sit with their children And talk And It's amazing You'll never forget it And One of the things One of my friends said to me A few years ago He said You go out With the intent to help people But those people That you're trying to help They end up helping you Even more mm. So when you come back To the UK You learn to Distinguish between Your needs and your wants You learn to See the value of things Like the quality Time that you spend With your family For instance mm. A lot of the households that we visit, unfortunately, the, the you know the breadwinner or maybe more than one person of the family is you know passed away due to w- whatever reason. Um, other little, little things. I remember being in a, in Africa and people asking us questions like, "How far do you have to walk for water?" I don't have an answer for somebody like that, and you don't feel like answering that question. Mm. So when you go there and you come back and. And that, that is the truth Those people end up helping us Not just in the Akhirah Because you know You've got the ability To help them And give sadaqah And you know Zakat and lillah And things like mm. that But genuinely To reevaluate Where you are at life That will only happen When you go out there And you know You meet these people You've met them yourself mm. Salman Like Yeah uh, I'm, I'm preaching to the what the Conveyed <laughs> As they say I mean I'm, uh, Before I went uh, When was it In October yeah. November um, So we went um, To a Yemeni refugee camp yeah, with one ummah. That was the first time I've ever, I'd ever been on a you know a, like a charity deployment thing. Yeah, we were looking at some aid being delivered. How one ummah was operating there and stuff, and did some fundraising videos as well. Um, 
And yeah, I was—I mean, I was quite impressed, Mashallah Tabarakallah, with uh, the way the brothers um, kind of organize it and stuff. Yeah. Um, he was saying that you know, lots of, you know, not lots, but some charities or some some there's sometimes there's an impulse to kind of just turn up somewhere and just give and give and give. Yeah. But the way you know, unfortunately, just being pragmatic and stuff, the way many countries are set up, there might be a lot of crime or corruption or yeah. you know the 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 tough and loud people might. You know, get your attention, yeah. uh, but the 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 quiet and more vulnerable mm. kind of uh, uh, people who need the help, they might get kind of drowned out by the noise mm. or whatever, or the rush. To, you know, when you open mm. a van or something. But you know, one the one that I was impressed with the one Umar was, you know, they had they had like lists of beneficiaries that these are the houses we need to, mm. these are the homes we need to deliver this much aid to this much many people in mm. each house, just so everyone gets their due, yeah. and it's not like a kind of free mm. for all in here. Um, like you said, you used to go, but go to um, Calais with you know yeah. vans full of whatever. Mm. But you know, you don't know who who's of the course. actual you know uh, people who um, who need what exactly. Uh, and especially the Yemenis, Mashallah, is really. I mean, we we'd grown up hearing hadiths and yeah. you know uh, all praise, the virtues of Yemen, virtues of people of Yemen. Yeah. But when we got there, like nobody asked us for anything. Nobody put their hand forward. People mm. were. Inviting us mm. to go and eat with them, you know, yeah. uh, that was the little, that, really the little that they have. Yeah, that's an I mean, amazing experience. With, uh, isn't it, Yusuf, Yusuf mm. as well. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was humbling, you know, the uh, the um, the the just the the, the nobility yeah. that was in their characters, one of the people of Yemen. I remember mm. someone was saying that they were actually getting their when they saw us with cameras and stuff, and like foreigners coming in and mm. like guests. They actually got their kids to dress up in their nicest clothes, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to to present, you know, yeah. just to be uh, have good manners mm. and present as good yeah. pre- themselves as good hosts. Remember, mm. so they one mm. guy came out like wearing sparkly, uh, mm. you know, blue shalwar kameez and that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, so <laughs> and and the, you'd you'd think yeah. the opposite would be the case to to shine, try and show who look how mm. poor we are, look how dishevelled yeah. and stuff. Mm. But no, they had that nob- noble character, and they weren't, you know, mm. kind of asking for anything. And in in the midst of all of that, so I got out. I felt guilty, you know, we're in some you know nice uh, cool car or whatever, yeah. and people are standing in the sun. I thought, mm. let me just get out and uh, try and practice some Arabic. So I started mm. speaking to them. Yeah, some of them. And you realize and they don't speak Arabic. <laughs> 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 no, 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 they were speaking yeah. Arabic, and then they were like. Come go. They were gesturing to someone. Come over, come over, and I was like, and they, um, the guy, his name was. I won't say his name. I don't want to get in trouble or anything. Mm. But uh, so they called another refugee over, a Yemeni refugee, and he goes, "Mera dada Lahore se hai." I was like, "What are you doing here?" Oh God! But turns out there's <coughs> lots of people from India, mm. Pakistan, and yeah. Bangladesh even who have connections mm. to Yemen, the south of Yemen in particular, because mm. yeah. it was. Um, kind of uh, controlled by the. The British reason I asked about it whether you understood them, I know that I think it's Moroccans and Yemenis. Their dialect is slightly different to what yeah, we would have yeah. studied in Arabic, isn't it? So it yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah th- uh, so I found someone who, you know, and I did like a quick video of him with him, kind of giving a message mm. to uh, in Urdu. Urdu. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah. I yeah. see that in Uganda, in Africa. So. Um, mm. In the African countries, it's very common for them to go and study in Karachi in Pakistan. Really? Yeah, so wow. every time I've been to Uganda, the one beloved brother is always with us and he speaks fluent Urdu, so he's done his, what's it called, a Darsen Azami course there <laughs> and his iftar and everything. Wicked. and mm. It's just strange, Mashallah. just conversing with someone that speaks better Urdu than you. Mm. Yeah. 
<laughs> you are from Birmingham. <laughs> That's yeah. twice now, yeah. yeah. Birmingham yeah. took Masala. some licks today. Masala. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm gonna come back with Sheikh Abu Osama. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> He's not from Birmingham anymore. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> from Leeds. You guys now, right? from Leeds now, yeah. Uh, so speaking of the sheikhs, yeah. Masha, you mentioned a few things. That's another thing I noticed about one ummah. Yeah, is that you have connections with people mm. of knowledge. Yeah, I'm um, guessing in your kind of processes and. Uh, so, uh, but the thing is, the real essence of why that is is because, first of all, doing that work of uh, of giving sadaqa and the bait al mal. I mean, giving mm. uh, whatever it is, the resources of the Muslims out. Deciding who is going to get that yeah. it has to involve people of ilm, and the second thing is, mm. a lot of those people are pretty. They they lived in very precarious situations. I mean, I, I mentioned the Muntada yeah. thing. I mean, talk about dower on the dole. I mean, you used to do dower on the dole back in the days. Mm. You used to get paid. I mean, you know, very very tiny amounts of money, and we had to bolster our income from. Um, her Majesty's service. Thank you very much. Appreciate it too. Did you say Her Majesty's Secret Service? Her Maj- no, no. I <laughs> <laughs> so wow. Chambers. That is Use of Chambers. I'm not sure about Ready that. Ready the PDF. He's not so 007. That was a nice limousine you came, uh, came <laughs> yeah. in there, Yusuf. Yes, absolutely. All, all Agent 786. <laughs> <laughs> 00786. <laughs> So, you know, uh, the point is that they've lived a downtrodden life uh, a lot of the time. They've been disrespected to the extent that the du'a, they used to live, uh, and still, some of them still do, uh, a pretty awful life. So those people, you also need to elevate their status and Mm. give them occupation which is halal and allow them drive their other activities. So Walama does a lot of outreaching to those type of people. Um... And if they happen to have a good audience and people respect them, mm-hmm. then they're more likely to donate to those people. I mean, I'm not talking about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about other people. We've got Sheikh Abdurrahim McCarthy. We've got uh, Yusha Evans there. Mm-hmm. We've got um, uh, we've uh, had, uh, Zahir Sheikh Mahmoud. And we've had Sheikh Bilal Asad. We've had Brother yeah. Ablos in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so the idea is to un- unify the da'wah with, with, with giving out that uh, very... that. That that um, divine provision, you know, mm. uh, alongside the you know the dawa and and so giving advice alongside giving out a food pack yeah. is yeah. incredibly important, and that's what you know. I mean, what I learned back in the days with uh, you know my experience in South Africa, you know, there needs to be a system and there needs to be a group of people that you yeah. work with, and there needs to be a set of principles, and there wasn't mm. because we just went to this one and went to that one and you know these are big multinational corporations that are probably and they turned around and monetized it yeah <laughs> and they monetized it and they cut out mm. all the people in the townships even though the township people were actually the ones cr- creating the wealth by you know i went i came back to the um um i came back to uh, the school one day one evening and you know within hours they just filled the whole playground with tin cans because they believed that this is what was going to free them from their poverty, their ingrained poverty, you know. Mm. And it was just just stolen from them, the whole concept, the whole thing. So anyway, uh, I think that that's, that's something we've, we've learned from that. Now we've got a set mm. of principles, haven't we? Mm. How do you give a zakat out? 
eight categories of people, you know? So we know who to give them out. We know who to work with. And we know how to give it out, you know, with, with wisdom, with, uh, you know, with, with uh, you know, uh, yeah, as I say, set of principles and rules and regulations. Of course, mm. we're working with the Charities Commission and we, we have to uphold all, all of those uh, um, rules and regulations as well. But the Islamic rules and regulations and the, you know, which, which fall in line with, with the, the teaching of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and, the, of course, um, the Qur'an <coughs> and the understanding of those two bod- uh, corpuses of work. Mm you know, help us to realize that it's not just about giving out a box of uh, goodies for people to eat for the month of Ramadan, but it's, it, it's, there's a lot of advice that we're giving as well. Mm. I mean, yeah. so one of the, th- talking about Zakah, for example, one mm. of your um, uh, clear messages in mm. all of your uh, fundraising literature and stuff yep. is 100% donation, 100% yep. mm. you know, donation uh, policy. For zakat and sadaqah, right? Um, it's for everything that comes in, alhamdulillah. I think, yeah. uh, just to go, not into too much detail, but uh, when the brothers uh, initially started the charity, what they did was they set it up alongside, you know, a recycling uh, company and, you know, multiple different um, yeah. ventures that would generate uh, income for administration. Mm. Now, I'll make this categorically clear, because uh, a lot is of... Is there uh, any one on my coffee chains in the pipeline? Not yet, brother. <laughs> not a bad idea. Um, I, I do think that you know most organisations they should look into wakf and, and things like mm, that. Yeah. that. That's something uh, 100%. that that needs uh, you know further attention and research. But there's uh, this probably uh, wh- what to call it. There's a false perception from a lot of organisations that that any organisation that adopts and adheres to a hundred percent donation policy that we believe it to be some sort of religious requirement and that we're pushing it down everybody else's throats and saying that, you know, unless you're this type of organization mm. that you're not doing a good job. That's definitely not the case. Many organizations that operate on a 100% donation policy, they'll exhaust their own administration and work with organizations that don't operate on a 100% donation policy. It all happens. And uh, just because we adhere to it, that we... we we're not the type of organization that takes pops and you know digs at others that mm. that don't operate that way. Not every organization is as young as ours, which has been around for seven, eight years, and they had the business mindset and you mm. know they wanted to cover the administration from 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 different angles. Not everybody's in that uh, that position, so it's not like a requirement that we expect from uh, from other organizations as such. Mm. The way that we've guys, Alhamdulillah, uh, there's another negative perception actually. I'll go into. Some people think that. 100% donation policy charities, they compromise on the level of professionalism mm. and the way that they operate and we cut corners in order to be 100%. I can assure you that's not the case. And the same applies to other organizations that operate with that policy. In fact, we have to go above and beyond to ensure that we're doing just as good or if not a better job. Because uh, once you have that in your title, this 100% donation policy, everybody mm. looks at you with a microscope. So Alhamdulillah, it's something that we have been able to maintain and inshallah is, for as long as uh, I can see ourselves operating, I think that's what we're going to do, inshallah yeah. ta'ala. And it, uh, ju- for every organization, it's challenging. We, we, we take pride in spending administration how other people would spend charity. That's the best way to describe it. So we treat the gift aid and all the admin that we make as seriously as the donation. Just because it comes from you know, <coughs> so a taxpayer's money, that doesn't mean you've automatically mm. got uh, you know, the green light to spend it willy-nilly. Yeah. We... Everything is scrutinized down to every single pence. Mm. 
And alhamdulillah, so far so good. And uh, may Allah accept. That's the that, that's one thing uh, I'd always say without you know trying to sound too religious. Or anything. <laughs> I know you're the you're supposed to be the religious guy here. Yeah. Naam, 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 naam. Is any ittaqallah button here? No, <laughs> not yet. No, but uh, one thing that one of our friends uh, he, my he always remi- button is in my heart, brother. Oh, okay, mashallah. One thing our friend always reminds us is, mm. uh, you know, Ibrahim alayhi salam, he was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to build the Kaaba. Mm. A direct command from Allah. But in the Quran, it clearly states that one of the first things that he says is, Ya Allah, accept it from me. Mm. So, alhamdulillah, we've been put in this position that we're able to, you know, serve Allah's creation and, you know, do this charity work. And I always say this to all our brothers and sisters that are involved within this sector. Always ask Allah for acceptance. Because mm-hmm. if uh, a Nabi of Allah... Ask for acceptance after a direct command from Allah. We're doing stuff that's voluntary and expecting Allah to accept it. So sincerity is key yeah. within our sector. So I just wanted to get that out there before all the jokes and all the reputation. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no, inshallah. So, uh, you know, the more I learn about one Ummah, the more kind of, mashallah, uh, respect I have for it. That's why Sam Trinity, you know, we have a, a partnership with one Ummah this year. Mm. We partner with, uh, you know, specific charities on a yearly basis for uh, humanitarian aid. And we, you know, that's where we raise zakah. Uh, we pay our zakat personally yeah. and encourage mm. people to pay their zakat. Uh, even with the zakat on that subject, Habibi, yeah. uh, we've learned a lot, even ourselves. We're constantly, one, even one of our trustees, Alhamdulillah, is a Medinan graduate, and we've got a lot of uh, people of knowledge and students of knowledge that always advise us. And, you know, we're constantly refining the way that we, we do zakat and we try and make a positive impact with mm. the zakat. Mm. So, whereas when a couple of years ago we might have given out a smaller amount to a larger amount of people, now we'll probably give a larger amount. To a, a smaller amount of yeah. people But we've seen an impact in it mm-hmm. There's an eligibility criteria Where people have to submit ID um, Their proof of income Their proof of dependence Their household arrangements And stuff like that And then we give them the zakat So alhamdulillah We're constantly learning And improving every type of process That you know Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. But again we're open To uh, to, uh, to, to criticism and uh, scrutiny f- From the scholars etc yeah. etc yeah. mm. Welcome to this next segment You've been served <laughs> Alright lads, this is where this sound effect <coughs> came from, right? Uh, you know the score, it's just like Family Fortunes back in the day, yeah. we asked, I don't know if we asked, somebody asked <laughs> somebody, a bunch somebody of people asked. Yeah. Uh, some questions and we're going to be uh, seeing uh, if you can get a high score in this one. Okay. So the first, if I'm not mistaken, the first answer, anyone can give the answer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then it's you have to wait for the other person to uh, give mm. give the next answer. So can we help each other? We asked. Uh, you're p- competing against each other. So we asked. So the service carried out with hundred uh, people. Or says hundred percent. Um, they asked the question: When you call in sick to work or school, name something you do to make it believable. What do you think? The uh, I've got an answer. What I used to do in school. I'd sit in front of the heater and put my arms there and my forehead there. So if my mum was to te- test my temperature, <laughs> I, I, I'd look and... You went into full uh, 00786 yeah, mode, mashallah. But that's, I'm afraid that's not on now. That's not on it. I didn't think it would be. And our service says... Terrible. I always wanted to say that. I'm glad he didn't Go answer on. that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's your, uh, your turn now. Okay. Same question. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yes, what he's was forgotten the question. <laughs> <laughs> when you call in, he's never called in sick. When no, you no. called in sick to work or school, or get my mum to answer the to name. Get something my mum to do. get my mum to uh, call to in. To make it believable. Yeah, yeah. That's not. And me coughing in the background. Oh, cough. Okay, cough. Yeah, cough is number one. Yeah, it's cough in the background. That's sixty-eight percent. I've done that five times. Oh no, sixty-eight percent of people. Do you think COVID has a part to play with maybe, the, the answer? Maybe. I don't know mm. when this survey was carried out. Actually, okay. Go on. Think of, uh, think of other things. We've got five more. F- bro, okay. Mm-hmm. You kill someone off. <laughs> <laughs> Cat died. Dog died. Some, some, somebody Something died. to make it believable when you call in sick. Yeah. Okay. Something <coughs> you do to make it believable. <coughs> Hmm. So one of them, one of them is <coughs> the coughing. Yeah. Coughing. The coughing. Thank you for the um, demonstration. Uh, you change your voice. Yep, a horse or horse or horse a weak voice. Type of I think voice. it means yeah. horse. Horse. Yeah, someone wrote horse. horse. And horse. <laughs> <laughs> well done, guys. Weak <coughs> voice. That's eighteen <coughs> percent. Any others? Well, just get somebody else to call in for you because you're in bed lying down and yeah. Must be there. No, no one. You're joking. No, one to that. no that's, that's a good idea. Though. We're not encouraging. I mean, it's work, by the fake way. doctors slash parents note. So, uh, I don't are know. you going to get maybe that over? Oh, you can fax it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone uh, thought too much about this. This question. No. Yeah. All right. Next question. Thank God. <laughs> Name where's, something. Where's the Alhamdulillah button? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we used to have a Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh, name something you'd do if the person sitting next to you on an aeroplane had BO. Who's going to answer um, first? I'd, I'd, I'd get my atar out and s- spray it and offer to... Yeah, very there. good. That's yeah. number joint third place response. Mm. Spray perfume. Spray perfume. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go on, uh, Naveed, what would you do? I'll tell them. So you stink. Mm. Is that that's, number? that's number four. <laughs> I'd, place. Um, I'd ask to swap places. Asked to change seats. That's number one with 39% yeah. of people. Chuck beer! Allah, oh, sorry. Come on. So uh, Yusuf Chambers is mm. truly a man of the people. He knows what the people would yeah. answer. He knows what they would say. And I'm from Birmingham. <laughs> and Naveed uh, <laughs> is uh, head of operations at one of my... I'm actually um, uh, head of programs. Head of operations is Sumer. Okay. I'm, I'm sure he's watching. And he's be like, I'm oh. sure he would get the, uh, the answer. He, he would have got the answer, yes. One Ummah are delivering your aid in 15 different calamity-stricken countries. Without your help and support, many people would have gone hungry this Ramadan. Please continue to support these life-saving projects and feed your needy brothers and sisters. Donate now and save lives today. Put your hand up. Sorry. <laughs> you say always doing that. Like shahadat. Shahadat. <laughs> that was... Um, Back in the days with uh, Peace TV, yeah, the solution, the solution for humanity. <laughs> humanity, <laughs> and a lot of the scholars yeah. they refused to say that, of course, because it was yeah. Islam that was the solution. To humanity. Oh, but yeah, I never, yeah, put so the, never put two and two together. Yusuf Estes was adamant he would never say that over my dead body, man. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> literally say that. That's and it was quite, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll give we you had w- some good times there, but that's <laughs> not what we're here for, is it? <laughs> I'll give you another good example before (laughs) I forget. One of the amazing projects that we were able to do recently, um, we took um, individuals from different villages in in Uganda, for instance. Um, We taught 10 people how to weld. 
we taught 10 people carpentry and we taught uh, we well we bought rickshaws or the equivalent of a rickshaw for 10 people mm. um, and we bought 10 sisters sewing machines and uh, you know this is all coupled up with training so we trained these people for about two months to you know learn some of the skill set required with whatever we gave them now later on uh, one of my alhamdulillah since we, we, we build a lot of masjid and community centers that's what one of the things that you know we're known mm. for so now alhamdulillah we're in a position where when we're building a masjid who am I going to purchase the doors off like yeah. doesn't it make sense to purchase it off the people that we talk <coughs> Yeah. so yeah. now to 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 make the to to make it these projects you know sustainable or whatever you want to call it, we'll buy the doors of the people that we taught carpentry. We'll buy the windows of the people we taught welding. When there's a back to school campaign, we'll buy the uniform of the sisters that we're given sewing machines to. Mm-hmm. So these are the kind of projects that so we're trying to. Sounds like a Tory government, <laughs> but without the uh, without the corruption. Yeah. <laughs> I think mo- most organisations when they do set up, I think everybody you know is somewhat emotive, and you start off as a disaster response organisation. Mm-hmm. But well, you, have you seen? So you've seen the fruits of this model, then, like bringing we people have, out of. Because um, I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking, you know, of, of uh, and you probably. Uh, Think about this more than more mm. than myself. I mean, you mentioned that you know the developing world is actually underdeveloping and yeah. getting worse and worse. So, worse and worse. you know, I'm always thinking, how do we actually bring, you know, people out of poverty in a sustainable and a, mm. and a you know, a proper way? And it has to be stuff, yeah. stuff like. Alhamdulillah, we've had cases where people have received zakat and now paid the zakat back to us abroad mm. from abroad. Like we have do donations from some crazy parts of the world, and you think, "Hey, how how do they even know about us?" Then you re- we realize that we you know we've done a distribution. Then mm. you know somebody's donated mm. money back. Recycling, yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah, the end goal is to turn the the recipients into payers of zakat mm. at the end of the day, and if mm. even if you do that with a few individuals, at least mm. we're steering the boat into the right direction, mm. inshallah. Mashallah, tabarakallah. That's that's, that's the, the, amazing. But the, the the sad thing is. <sighs> You know, we come in for a lot of criticism about the type of things that we have to fundraise for. Mm. And that's because the recipients of those videos respond to certain things incredibly. If you talk about orphans and widows, you talk about um, feeding people, easy peasy to get money to for the beneficiaries. You talk about um, uplifting 100 families out of poverty through a gradual process of training and uh, microfinance and stuff like that, mm. then the people don't respond very well. Spend Unfortunately, they don't donate for those type of projects. We need to re-educate our, our ummah into understanding that, that you know, the solution for change is not going to be just by feeding people alone. Right, that's yeah. important, especially in the month of Ramadan. It's coming up, obviously. Feeding the fasting is an amazing reward, mm-hmm. huge rewards in Ramadan. But the long term or the medium term strategy of looking after those people means that next year you don't need to feed them. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, teach a, it's the old thing teach a person how to fish, uh, don't just keep giving them fish, you yeah. know. Um, and so the thing is, it's it, that's a uh, uh, the sunnah of Rasulullah was always that to rather not just to um, you know t- give them something so they can go off and trade, they can get some profit from that and gradually alleviate their own poverty and the situation yeah. of their families. Now, 
It's never been just giving out and giving out and giving out. And this is almost something like a disease that we've gotten into. Really, really serious. So when I go to the, I actually, I just had a meltdown in one of the camps because I was just thinking like this, this is the sixth camp I've come to today in the last two days. And the only thing I'm talking about is feeding, feeding, feeding. And I know there's guys coming up to me from Yemen um, and from Somalia who've been stuck in these camps, you know, for 10 years. Yeah. Five years, six years, seven years, ten years. Some people have died in the camps. They didn't have a normal life outside the camps. In Burj Barajana, the, you know, 1947, set up in 1947 in, in Lebanon, the people ha- are still there. And it's, it's gone from 21,000 people capacity to now 42,000 people living in there. So we have a crisis actually in the Ummah. And we're not dealing with the long term, the medium term. We're just dealing with, oh, here and now. Oh, feeding people. But I can feed 1,000 people, guys, with that money. Yeah, but you can elevate the lives of uh, 10,000 people over a period of two, three years by giving economic support or training, education support to this family. But you try and get that money. So Mm. it's the ummah. And the thinking of the ummah, which is the disease, which is leaving us to, to, to you know, get very frustrated and having meltdowns in the camp. Do you think we're going Long in the right direction? Guys. Or getting, is the problem getting worse? There's a lot of highly intelligent, um, extremely wealthy Muslims worldwide who are giving for the one ummah family. They're growing slowly but surely with us and we're growing with them as well. So there are some great win-win stories for us. But mm. generally speaking, we're feeding the problem. We're not sorting the problem out. We're feeding the problem. The hole will just get bigger and bigger. Mm. Bigger and bigger. I remember so, when I was at the, the in refugee camp, mm. some guy came up to him and he was like, I just want a job. Yeah. That, was that <laughs> Ali? That was that Ali? The, yeah, I think he was from... He was spoke really well. He was like some. He was in oil and gas industry yes. or something. Yeah. Yep. So that guy, he was an, I think he was an architect. Mm. Well, there's another one who's an architect, yeah. and you know he was saying, "Look, I just want occupation." There was another guy who was at university in one of the countries in Yemen. I can't remember Senna or or anyway. One of the cities. One of the cities. And the w- war broke out, and his father was killed from Somalia. He went to university. His father had paid for him to go to university mm. there. He was a very well-spoken, amazing little guy, you know, only 22, 23. And he, 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 here he is stuck in this camp in, on the border of Yemen in, uh, what's that, Djibouti. Djibouti, mm. Right? <coughs> stuck in the camp and he's saying to me, I just... I'm so happy, alhamdulillah, Allah has given me life and, and, mm. and very difficult. I've seen so many people die around me. And, but I'm here and I, is there anything I can do? And I looked at him and I looked at myself and I said, my goodness, this is an amazing, an amazing opportunity for the ummah to look after these people and to give them an occupation. Maybe give them a crypto account. Give them access to the internet. Give them a good laptop yeah. and start communicating. There's literally, there's a hundred million 
and growing refugees in the world today. They sure. said, I mean, the main, you know, UNHCR and the UN, and they're talking about 80. And, but there's, there's a and there's huge, and most of them are Muslims. Not that we only look after Muslims. We look after everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we look after, you've had a lot of success, success stories with people who are not, yeah, Muslims and so the you know. problem is getting bigger. We're feeding the problem. The problem is getting bigger. What, what I want Ummah doing about this problem is mm. no the pressure. Read. And I just give me the, the most heaviest question <laughs> of the the podcast. What are mm. uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> no. What are you? What is one Ummah mm. doing about this growing problem in the world? Mm. Um, something I was saying a bit earlier. I think most organisations when they're set up, it's usually a reaction to something, and mm. uh, a lot of. Uh, a lot of the charities within the UK, I think they're set up as disaster response organisations. What we're doing right now, Habibi, uh, the best way to explain, yes, we are helping all the countries that, you know, require, you know, emergency disaster response yeah. and, you know, people that have gone through conflict and, you know, that to, uh, people that have been displaced and become refugees and we help them with the with food and with water aid and things like that. But the... Everything you guys have discussed, what we try to do is the bulk of the sadhaka that comes into our organization, we try and solve these problems, everything that Yusuf's addressed, using the sadhaka money that people give to us. Mm. So what happens is there's a lot more, how can I say, there's a lot more monitoring, evaluation, learning, different, different things. There's, you, it, it's not a problem that can be solved overnight. And yeah. every case, every community is completely different. Even when you're going into different countries, even their work ethic, their culture, like I'll give you an example. We we built, let's just say, X amount of uh, massages and community centers in Tanzania. And they consider the place so holy uh, that they won't have, like, they won't teach kids in that same place. And we've had to go out there and educate people now. Yeah. You need to use and <coughs> maximize this, this building and this structure, you know, to teach here. But they're of the understanding, like, you know, that this place is only for Salah and nothing else. So teaching is a massive part of it. What we're doing now, Habibi, um, and I think most organizations within the UK, anybody operating, you know, in the humanitarian space, is that is recording and learning a lot about local cultures, local communities, the needs assessment and, you know, the concept mm-hmm. notes. They're just mm-hmm. as important as, you know, you know, your completion report and your list of beneficiaries. You... Everybody as an organization, what they try and need to do is that spend the donor's money like it's our own money. If I'm yeah. going to spend my own money, I'm going to exhaust every option to try and make sure that I get the most value out of it, firstly, and secondly, have the most impact on the ground. Nobody just wants to like give somebody a pat on the back and say, here's a fiver, bro. Yeah, all your problems are solved. It doesn't mm. work like that. Mm. Again, like Yusuf said, it's one of the mo- most challenging things to fundraise for. Like, I've had this idea, which inshallah we will roll out soon in one month. Like, I want to do a project, like call it something like Tahara or something like that, and build toilets all across mm. the uh, the countries that we work in. We, I've been to slums where there's twenty or thirty thousand people living, and they share something like twenty four public toilets. So as a result, people will do their business in a carrier bag and throw it on top of their roof. Just the smell of these places will make you feel physically sick. Mm. There's so many problems that need addressing. That you know, food, prioritize. these kind of things. Don't get me wrong, bro. They're there. They at the end of the day, mm. preservation of life is the most important thing for 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 Muslims and non-Muslims. We're trying to preserve life, mm. but at the same time, these people have so many challenges that we don't even know about. Mm. It's very important for donors to educate themselves, not just on the charity and how the charity operate, but also if the charity is working in a country, 
what 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 are the needs of the people in that country? What are, what's mm. what's happened? Research on the actual, not just the politics. Uh, look at the history of Yemen. What's happened? What are the challenges that they faced even before mm. what whatever's happening at the moment? We know that there's drought. There's this. There's that. Mm. So funnel their money into projects that they know that will make a, a, a positive in- impact like that. And the other difficulty uh, for most organisations, a lot of these projects are ad hoc. They're different every way you do it. It's easy to streamline disaster response projects because we know there's a fixed cost for the pack and this and that. So it's easy. You can have it as a, you know, yeah. like on a shopping cart, you can <coughs> basically buy the food pack and go on. Yeah. But mm. every project in these other countries is totally bespoke. So you might not see it on the website with the, the level of detail that you might want to know about. Mm. An, an organization, whether it be one or more or anybody else, they need to do a good enough job to buy the trust of the people so they'll trust us with our sadhkar i mean sorry they'll trust us with their sadhkar enough to uh, give us the opportunity to try and think outside the box and address these kind of needs yeah, yeah. like i'll give you an example like a rickshaw in pakistan a lot of the people probably watching come from pakistan a rickshaw it might not be the most luxurious job in pakistan but if somebody owns a rickshaw they can look after their family mm. you know a rickshaw probably costs Last time I looked at it, um, if I was to buy like 40, 50 rickshaws, they cost like six, 700 quid. Wow. Yeah. Look at the impact that you can have on somebody's life. Mm. And that's closer to the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as well, as so. Yusuf was yeah. saying. You know, yeah. like, I mean, when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw a man begging, for example, and mm. he, 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 he took him aside and he got some wood, he got a, mm. some, a piece mm. of metal, and he made with his own blessed mm. hands, Sallallahu yeah. Alaihi Wasallam, mm. he made him an so. axe. He said, go to the... Go to the woods for ten days, fifteen mm. days. Collect firewood and come back and sell it. You know, so he mm. gave him the instead of just you can just the concept give the mm. you can just give someone sadaqah. Yeah. But we need more projects like this to actually help people lift themselves and mm. uh, out of poverty and stay out of poverty. So, but people need to understand that once the people are in the camps, they're not allowed to, to seek economic activity mm. outside the camp at all. They're not allowed to build either, not at all. Yusuf. You and can't lay a brick, you yeah. can't, literally can't put a brick down in, and, in and, 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 and also they're paying rent yeah. for their pitch. They're paying rent. And uh, oftentimes the UN might have been supporting them with uh, a stipend every every month and then they've they've not, they've gone off the list of priority of, of the people they've been supporting. So they, they're, they're they're literally get, uh, just accruing a debt. Yeah. So you go to people and you end up having to compel to give a zakah because they've got like literally thousands and thousands of dollars debt from the local food sh- shop and the, and the owner of the land. Mm. And that's an interesting thing because um, what happens in order... Well, I mean, there's an old system of uh, serfdom and... Yeah. Um, feudal landlords um, who exerted um, the labor force to work with them in a pretty awful way. Well, this way is a bit sweeter and a bit kinder, but it's the same thing. Mm. It's literally if they don't, if they don't want that debt to go up and up and up, they send their children to the land to pick out onions or potatoes or yeah. whatever it is, do farmings or mm-hmm. sow some seeds. And they get paid uh, like 50 cents, 60 cents a day for doing that, ch- children. Uh, there was one child I met, and that was a case in point. Um, young boy, uh, nine years of age. He was the, he was basically mahram for his mother. And the breadwinner of the family. The breadwinner. 
and he was going out there looking after his mother. So he he was a, a he was a mechanic. He's working twelve hours a day, and they're getting something very very shocking amount. Of, it was it was less than uh, a dollar a day. And he's nine years of age. He's the breadwinner. And that's the only way that they can stop the debt from accruing. And they're not allowed any... You see, the thing is, the reality is, is man-made boundaries. Man-made constructs. I'm talking about borders. Even we find it difficult to go across borders. Because if we go across borders, we get stopped. Or we get stopped when we get back. Or we, you know, Schedule 7 and so on and so forth kicks in. So the reality is that the man-made borders, first of all, have created those camps. Because this camp that they've, the, the, sorry, the country they've left from will not, um, is not got a good relations with the country they're going to, for obvious reasons, like Burma and Bangladesh, for example. Mm. And then this country is trying to get rid of the problem, sweep them under the carpet too. So they are persona non grata. They are, because of a border... Literally, a boundary or a border that was drawn less than 100 years ago, 1960, 1957, 1948, by we know who. Um, you know, <laughs> literally, we are suffering now and we are having to pick up the pieces for hundreds of millions. Quite literally, it's going to hundreds of millions of people mm. today. And that is, that is, in essence, that is the problem. If, the, if there's one take-home message for the audience is mm. we need to spread awareness and a type of maturity that we don't just allow ourselves to be moved when it's feeding someone for a day or clothing Mm. someone Mm. but we as a community we as Mm. the public the muslim civil society we're actually moved to donate more when we hear about projects like these that are lifting people Mm. in a systemic way out of poverty that requires building it requires Mm. infrastructure it requires Mm. This you is know. all done with Sadaka Habibi. Yeah. And one thing, uh, just to add to what Yusuf was saying, is uh, this is an unfortunate reality that I've been exposed to. I work in a programs pr- uh, perspective, uh, yeah. capacity. I sorry. just realized we didn't actually introduce what exactly your mm. role is. <laughs> Be late for that. Two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> you mean this one? Oh, was that one? Sorry. Yeah, you know, no one else is allowed to touch this, so you're quite. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're okay. quite. Uh, no, no, you're quite... Uh, That's aggressive, really. Quite uh, uh, blessed in <laughs> You need an Ittakallah one. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, you're quite mm. lucky, you know. I'm, I'm actually... Uh, uh, what do I do? Okay, I'm the head of programs, so basically I'm the opposite of a fundraiser. So you hold the uh, remote? The yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I change the TV channel. That's what I do. <laughs> well, how Yusuf is involved with, with, with the fundraising and yeah. bringing the funds in. I do the exact opposite of Yusuf. So what I mm. have to do is I review project proposals from... Mm. Um, multiple countries that we're operating in, mm. assess the needs and uh, decide what kind of aid that we're gonna we're, g- we're gonna give to people. It's a it's a bigger mana. There's yeah. a lot on my shoulders. Alhamdulillah, I've mm. learnt a lot of lessons over the years. Um, just to add to what Yusuf was saying a little bit earlier, I think one of the unfortunate things that I've been exposed to working in a programs capacity is that wherever there's wherever there's uh, refugees, wherever there's poverty, there's always somebody there that's a businessman who's there mm. to make money. Yeah. And very often, there are some of the biggest obstacles in, 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 in doing the work. Like, I'll give you an example. Before I even worked for a charity, when I was in, in Greece, and we were literally pulling boats out of the water, bro, with li- little kids. Like, wallahi, like, bro, I broke down so many times over there. And we're trying to help the people. But unfortunately, you know, the economic 
kind of stature of, of Greece isn't the greatest at the at the time or whatever. But while we're literally taking the kid off the boat, there's somebody ripping the engine uh, off the boat, uh, mm. off of the of the dinghy or whatever you want to call it. So this is a sad reality. While you're trying to mm. help and you know save people, there's always somebody there on the other side. In mm. majority of the countries we work in, whether the conflict hit, conflict here or you know the famine or whatever, mm. there's always somebody there that maximizes on people suffering. Mm. And this exists in all walks of life And unfortunately I'm seeing it more and more Working in the, the department that I do And I always make dua that yeah, Ya Allah I just hope that this person You know Gets a level of guidance That you know He, he just loosens his purse strings And doesn't worry about profit so much And not worry about Human life needs to always take precedence No matter what religion, faith Whatever kind of yeah. You know Orientation mm. people are mm. People have a I, I don't like, bro, when the boat comes in, it doesn't matter if the Syrian that, that that's going to be on there is a Muslim, is a Christian. Mm. I'm going to help the baby. Mm. Everybody's mm. mindset should be the same. Mm. We shouldn't look at the suffering on someone uh, mm. and and think that you know how am I going to make a quick buck? Mm. Now there's money to be made. I'm not saying mm. don't mm. don't get involved with businesses that you know work with charities, etc., mm. etc. But at the same time, have that care and compassion for people. That you avoid these kind of things Yeah yeah. If you just mm. joined us uh, Just remember to like and subscribe mm. And get involved in the comments Brothers and sisters uh, If you know What did you What do you think about what uh, uh, Naveed and uh, Yusuf are saying uh, Do you mm. agree Disagree um, I think You know th- In terms of Look you're, We're saying The We want to educate the public And, and inspire the, the Muslim public To be more Ready to give for these lifting people out of poverty, yep. s- fixing some of these systemic mm-hmm. issues. Um, so let's let's make a target from this video alone, this podcast alone. If you're listening, if you're um, you know watching, uh, I think we can raise ten thousand pounds, for example, and you can use it in the most. You know, think about the most strategic, most mm. uh, you know mm. out of the out of the box kind mm, of yeah. way to to actually s- that that is the most mm. difficult. Mm. You'd saying to to fundraise for normally. Mm. I think inshallah, the Islam Tunisia audience, mm. you know, we we can prove ourselves mm. of being uh, having that vision, having that foresight yeah. to mm. not just inshallah. kind of donate when when uh, we see a crying baby, but to actually to mm. to stop that crying baby and uh, uh, crying in the first place. Just the uh, kind of just a, a, a final thought is that. Um, um, Today's refugee, tomorrow can be you. Yeah, it's and it's almost almost on the cards right now. I use mm. that term not liberally, on the cards because anyway, you know. But the point is that the people we meet in the camps, mm. doctors, dentists, business mm. people, architects, 100%. students who've just been thrown out of university and suddenly arrived on the shores of a foreign land in thrown into poverty, thrown mm. into absolute requirement, I mean, it, requiring sadaqa mm-hmm. all on a daily basis, literally, not allowed. Sorry to cut you up. Literally. Yourself. Literally, zakat payers turning into zakat recipients, basically. Yeah, That's exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly it. And, and uh, don't take what you have today for granted, because tomorrow it mm. may not be there. Okay, so we, we, we've spoken about... The, the need for the, the community to mm. change its its mm. kind of responsibility mm. to towards you know fundraising type videos that you know you wanna you wanna do fewer hey help feed this person type video and more mm. hey help 
bring this person out of poverty type video mm. but those are the videos that don't get reactions apparently from mm. you and me watching at home we need to change that and we want to kind of um it's going to be in ramadan i think by the time this is um, okay mm. by the magic of show business <laughs> ramadan mubarak mm. everyone mm, yeah <laughs> that'll be like the, the the night before eid or something but the we want to as an audience or the sound Trinity, show that we inshallah uh, care and show uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, put our money where our mouths are and try and donate uh, mm. to some of these projects that will actually lift people out of the problem rather than mm. yep. just you know keep them in that problem and mm. uh, satisfy uh, an immediate need those are very important as well obviously we of have course. to feed people we can't you know um, ourselves go to sleep full when our brothers and sisters are hungry on that note Salman um, if people want to do that, <coughs> alhamdulillah, we, the best thing to do is donate your sadaqah. And the sadaqah is that where we have a little bit of an unrestricted spend on how we actually lift people out of poverty. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, even though, you know, we're not saying it's a long-term solution, but if you are playing, th- if this is going to get aired in Ramadan, then one of the most important things that we're fundraising for this Ramadan is our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. Yeah. And <coughs> unfortunately, it's relatively new. We've just gone into the country ourselves and, you know, Finding our feet, we will, alhamdulillah, we, you know, we're going to be sponsoring orphans and we're doing food, etc. And inshallah, the plan is to move towards education and sustainability. Yeah, yeah. But I'd really urge people to uh, give towards the Afghanistan appeal. Yeah, That's yeah. one thing that I, I would like to push for, inshallah. Mm. I'm thinking, inshallah, we can get £10,000 from this one video. You definitely yeah. can. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, not embarrass them. Where, did you, where, where did, uh, <laughs> did you see Salman's Lamborghini outside? I left um, in the showroom. Where you left in the showroom? <laughs> <laughs> Park <past> Lane. <laughs> <laughs> this part definitely didn't get cut. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe you can make a, a little fund donation page for us. Just inshallah, we will do. Podcast, yeah, I'm sure we, we can. Uh, I'd like to actually thank you guys as well. Like uh, I know it's not the end of the podcast or anything, but genuinely, I think it is now. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I'm really. Have you overstayed our welcome? <laughs> no, but yeah. uh, no, we need to go and uh, go for a munch now. I didn't have breakfast or lunch yet. But you guys, yeah. alhamdulillah, have supported us in, in many shapes and forms. And, you know, not just by donating and encouraging your listeners and, you know, the people that attend your various uh, different programs that you do. That yeah. kind of went pear-shaped, didn't it? So no, I liked the little... It was like a little... I thought that, you were starting okay. breaking out into rapping. No, genuinely... I mean, um, spoken word. Talking you, of which. You guys are... Uh, <laughs> uh, don't start, bro. <laughs> You guys have done an amazing job, like even the articles that you've written and, you know, where you guys keep your ears to the ground and, you know, Mm. you keep, not just us guys, but most organizations that, you know, have that Islamic look on their toes and it's very important for people to, you know, keep everybody else in check. So I I really like that about Islam 21C and... Yeah, we have a, we have a, an an ancient subscription to Adobe Acrobat, so... We can uh, fire off PDFs okay. at will. That's, is that, is that b- yeah, so hmm. people are people are yeah. are quivering in mm. their boots in <laughs> in Birmingham even. Yeah. And you guys will play a vital part in uh, everything that Yusuf and I uh, discussed earlier as well. Inshallah, but educating yeah. the masses and you know. Inshallah, We'd love it if uh, some of the people, your researchers, etc., they looked into s- some of this stuff and something we spoke to a, a few mashaykh in London about is like it'll be interesting to see how the Muslims and you know. The, the people in power at that time they dealt with Beit al-Mal and you know what kind of work and microfinance projects they did and what can mm. we roll out so 
if yeah, there's some yeah. sort of research that goes into that kind of department, that, that we'd be very grateful as an organisation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're really encouraging people mm. generally to um, invest in and think about mm. Al We have National Waqf Fund, Mashallah which is looking at to, you know um, setting yeah. something up to mm. sustain our projects in the mm. community. You mm. know, mm. Islam Tunisia and other projects, and yeah. um, you know uh, that, that that we need. But yeah, it's been great speaking to you guys. Mashallah, it's good to speak to you too. Um, so. Just before we wrap up, we've got. Uh, a final mm. special game that we need to play. It might uh, cause some <laughs> <laughs> cause some uh, 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 painful memories uh, screaming back to Yusuf. Yes, but it's okay. uh, none other than Muslimic countdown. Are you ready? Yeah, we need the letters. Let's start. Who wants to ask for a vowel or consonant first? Mm. Constipation. Give him a constipation. <laughs> One constipation, please. <laughs> Check. He's like, where's the button for that? Oh F. Oh, God. Your consonant <laughs> is F. Mm. I'll have a vowel, please, Carol. Vowel, please, Carol. F U. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> Go on. We'll he's thinking of He wants a, he we'll wants a consonant. He wants to try. Constipation, mate. Consonant, F U F. Okay. Whew. <laughs> 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 bro, we had family show, bro. <laughs> go on, uh, go on okay, beat. we'll have one another. One. We'll have another continent, please. Continent Z. <laughs> this is crazy. You guys are really uh, fuzzy, very fuzzy, sort yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> I can't spell, as you can see. <laughs> Val, please, Carol. Val is O. Carol, oh. sure, taking it F-U-F-Z-O. Mm. Yeah, nice hijab as well. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, uh, one Ummah, Navid. Um, can we have another consonant, please? Another consonant. Your consonant is T. Okay. Uh, Mr. Chambers? Uh, I think we better most certainly have a vowel. <laughs> E. That's ah, that makes things a lot easier. <laughs> Woo-wee, tiger. Okay. Um, can we have uh, another consonant, please? Another consonant. And your F. Oh, no. So you got three Fs. Wow. Bro, change it, man. That's unfair, bro. Oof. Oof is oh, not I suppose word, we better and have... And your final one is with which the timer will start. Consonant. Consonant. Again. And that is... Ah, oh, start the clock. All right. My God. Don't look at mine. Right, pens down, gentlemen. Right, what's the longest? <laughs> what, what? How many letters does your longest word have? That's what we asked first. Four. Four. <laughs> um, to top that, four. Four. Okay. Four all. Who had the? I, I had a five actually. You did. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what was <laughs> <laughs> my five was offer. Oh, okay. L F F E R. Yes, yes, yeah. Very good. Very good. Very silly of me. Tofu. Tofu. Okay, good, good. I had tor or turf. Tor or turf. Okay. 
I like tofu better. Because I had two, can I mm. make that an eight? Pardon? Froze. <laughs> froze. froze. Yeah, he just froze. P-R-O-Z. Yeah, yeah. Or you could do feroz. Feroz. <laughs> like uh, some people are called. All right. Um, now we have a, let, a numbers round, and then we'll call it a day. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, definitely not yeah. getting this right. This is a nightmare. <laughs> Worst nightmare I've ever done. Had Can I use my calculator for the numbers round? You know how it works, yeah? Uh, you can say X you number from the top. Go on. Um, okay, he just gave you one from the top. Yeah, he's <laughs> giving me one from the top. 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, go and ask for... Uh, make the rest con- of them small numbers. Consonant. <laughs> make them very small Make numbers. them very small. Single digits. All the bottom ones. All right, all the bottom ones. Ooh. Risky. You must like maths. All of them. Yeah. Five, so we've got 50, we've got five, we've got eight. Oh, five, eight. We've got another five, we've got two, and we've got a two. And our mystery number is, it's going to make it harder. Our target number is, with which we start the clock, 736. There you go. Time's up. Oh, well, that's a bit. That's not fair. Yeah. Well, it's this guy who went and uh, chose all the hardest numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nowhere close. I've got 525. <laughs> 525. Yeah. You're not the. Did you say you're head of finance? That. Yeah, I'm not head uh, of finance. Thank <laughs> God. Well, I got to Mr. 992. 992. Okay. Mm. I got 775. Cool. Oh, you did really well. Yeah. But I mean, uh, that was pretty poor, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was going down a certain. So who direction. you're close? You're closest. Who's closest? You're closest. Uh, mm. What were you? What were you? What were you thinking? I was thinking that I could get another number. <laughs> that would be uh, <laughs> helpful, but I ran out of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to do what they do on TV. Eight plus two is ten. Yeah. Now ten yeah. multiplied by fifty. Then I was like, okay, yeah, now I'm stuck with five hundred. I've done like, all my Romeo done. <laughs> yeah, Romeo done. Two multiplied by ten I had plus to two hundred. Uh, you know, 50 times 5 gets you 250 ah. and then times it by 2 got 500. But then he started, the numbers got too big and then they had to do t- t- yeah. <laughs> get to 1,000 and then take the 8 off. <laughs> to the Never power mind. of 7. To the power of 58. What did you do, Salman? How did you get to the... I did, thank you for asking. I did 50 times 2. Yeah. And that gets you 100. Mm. Okay. And I did uh, eight times 8. Times 8. And yeah. then uh, minus mm. uh, 5 times 5. You've got to have done this yeah, like on a daily so. basis, really. Yeah. Which you have, so this is very good. <laughs> I have a life. <laughs> 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 All right, on that bombshell, ladies and gents, Zakna uh, Khairan, to our guests for coming, Naveed, head of programs at One Ummah and uh, part time grime rapper underground. Uh, and we have uh, Sheikh uh, Yusuf Chambers, uh, the legend himself. And I've got to ask what your, we'll put it in the. 
lower third, what your exact role is at one Ummah. Cat Stevens impersonator. Yeah, and Cat yeah. Stevens, <laughs> part-time Cat Stevens impersonator. And I've been your host, Salman Bajak Makhwana. Thank you very much for watching at home. If you, react, if you like this podcast, give it a like and a share. Give us a comment below uh, if you agreed on anything, if you didn't agree on anything. Oh yeah, and remember, we're going to, uh, inshallah, click wherever you see, uh, the, the description wherever you see this. Uh, there's going to be a link for a special One Ummah uh, fundraising. We want to raise £10,000 uh, from this podcast alone, I think you can do it. Sure. I believe in you. It's Ramadan. Uh, mm. Be generous. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from all of us. Amen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.